0: Hello again, my friend. It's Todd Settner, your mental performance coach, and welcome back to the Three Pillars of Elite Results podcast here on Wisdom Wednesday. You want to talk about thriving through adversity? Christina Marie Campos did just that. At 15 years old, she faced the greatest adversity of her life. Christina was sexually assaulted, lost, no self worth dealing with mental health issues and hadn't really dealt with the awful situation when she was put against her will but several years later christina found something that gave her that self-worth back something she could call her own and something that made her feel strong she found running on today's podcast christina takes us on her journey from being a broken 15 year old to a mom of four thriving as an endurance runner business owner an influencer on social media, please join me and my guest Christina Marie Campos on today's podcast. Let's go. Okay, we're here back on the Three Pillars of Elite Results podcast with Christina. And first of all, Christina, welcome to the podcast. Uh, you know, pleasure to have you.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Christina, one of the reasons why I invited you to the podcast is, as my listeners know, we talk a lot about the three pillars: it's mindset, leadership, and culture. And as I stumbled upon your social media page, which we're going to talk about how to find you, um, I noticed that you have a different level mindset when it comes to your life, your fitness, your family. And I want to make sure our listeners get a little piece of what you have to be able to implement into their life. Um, And before we get into that, what I'd like to do is let's take a step back and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, where you grow up and what you do.
1: Um, So I... um... I'm actually a military brat. I was born in North Dakota, and I was raised in Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I've got four kids, and I'm self-employed. I run an in-home daycare and a full-time Etsy shop, and really, there's not much time for else (laughs) between (laughs) all of that, so...
0: Great. So you got four kids. Let's start there, right? Family of four, Mm -hmm. your wife, your mother. I actually recently saw you adopted a little girl. Tell us about that process. I know you have some older kids as well, but tell us about the process and why that's really cool to do.
1: So long story, my parents foster and they ended up getting her when she was seven months old and she immediately attached to us. And so at that time, Um, We knew her biological mom was going to be going away for a very long time. Um, So I got permission from DCS. I reached out to them and said, you know, we want to be in a position to take her if reunification isn't possible. Mm. And so I asked if I could, you know, speak with her mom. And so they let me um, contact her mom who was currently incarcerated. And I kind of actually built a relationship with her mom. Mm. Um, And about a couple months in, at this point, DCS had transferred her to us as like a kinship foster. Mm -hmm. So now she's with us and her mom, you know, reached out and wanted to know if, if we would adopt her. So, um, she was sentenced 12 years and she didn't, she didn't want it over her head, not knowing where, where she would be placed. And she wanted her to be somewhere that she was comfortable. And so that's, that's how that came about. So, and it took about a year. I mean, it's a lengthy process. It's a very emotional, it's an emotional process. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but yeah, we're very happy to have her.
0: (laughs) Well, Congratulations brings joy to your life. I'm sure to you and your, your husband. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the things I noticed about you is there's gotta be routines and habits of excellence. Something that I talk about all the time with my clients and when I speak because everyone is searching for that balance in their life and you can't have balance without routine. And mm-hmm. routines and rituals can be good, but they can also be bad. And what yes. I noticed about you is you got into running um, and mm-hmm. endurance running. I've seen some marathons. We'll talk about that as well. But tell mm-hmm. me when and how you got into running. You own a business, right? Mm-hmm. You actually own two. You, you mentioned to me off camera that you were a teacher and now a mom of four, but you get in mm-hmm. miles. Tell me how that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, when I was um, 15, I went through a very traumatic experience. Um, I ended up being sexually assaulted um, and it was never very, I never dealt with it. Um, It was something, you know, the police reports were filed, the Mm -hmm. steps that were necessary were taken at the time, um, but it was never dealt with. And it was probably about eight months after that, my high school boyfriend at the time and I um, became pregnant with my oldest and I'd we ended up getting married. Um, we had three babies pretty much back to back. So here I am 2021, with three babies. I had no identity. Um, mental health was like spiraling downhill. Mm. Um, I really struggled. I was looking for something that would give me some sort of self-worth that would make me feel strong that, um, something that was kind of like just mine that I could go and do and I could be proud of. Right. And um so I started running. Um my mom, I was in Texas visiting my parents when I decided to do it. My mm. husband at the time was in Iraq. Okay. And it was 1 mile from my mom's house to my aunt's house. Okay. And <laughs> it was after I had the last my last son or my last baby and I would jog to my aunt's house, walk jog, walk jog back and forth 2 miles. And I remember the first time that I did that 2 miles And I didn't have to stop because, you know, there's a hill like coming back. Um, I cried like a baby. Like, I was so proud of myself because, you know, I just did two miles. And so, yeah, at the time I was like, all I need is a pair of running shoes. Like, you know, I mean, we were a very young couple. We had these little babies, like gym memberships weren't feasible. And here I am thinking at the time, like, oh, you know, running's not an expensive hobby, but a joke's on me now. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. So that's how it all started.
0: Right. So trust me. And we've talked again, like I said, off camera and I'm doing some Ironman triathlons and I've done Mm -hmm. my first marathon. It's, it's hard, right? Mm -hmm. Running is very hard and taxing your body. Where did the mindset go from? I got two miles in to i I'm a Boston marathon qualifier. Like how, how do you continue? There must be a love and passion now for running.
1: Yeah. So I did the, I got to the two miles and then I started, you know, slowly, so slowly like building my mileage. And that was like back before, like I even had a Garmin. So if I wanted to know how far I ran, I'd have to like get in my car and like drive the route, you know? <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, we ended up, uh, he came back from Iraq. We were stationed at Altus, Oklahoma, okay. Air Force base. And I got involved with a gym group of other moms there. And one day one of them kind of like threw it out there, like, Hey, let's run a half marathon. Mm. And I was like, okay. You know? And so I did, it was the, um, OKC memorial marathon okay. and it was absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. Um it downpoured that year. It was Oof. freezing cold. Um I think I think they might have had to stop the marathon due to like lightning and hail. Wow. Um it was it was not ideal. Um and so and then you know I did I did some races like here and there like after that. I continued running but I didn't really do like the whole race scene. Yeah. Um, he ended up separating from the military. We got moved to Indiana where I'm at now. And, um, I got into CrossFit and I still continued running, but like, not, not like consistently, like where I had like this weekly idea of mileage that I wanted to hit. Right. Um, and then it was in 2018, my assault case was reopened right. and I was contacted by a private investigator and everything that I kind of had dealt with back then kind of just came, you know, just,
0: Just resurfaced. Exploded. It just it
1: resurfaced. Like it was um, it was awful. Mm. It was absolutely awful. And so it was at that time that I was like, I need to find something to to focus on that's Mm. productive. Um, and my kids are older, you know, they were aware of what was going on. And I didn't want them seeing me, you know, taking these past events Mm. and like wallowing in them and being a victim to it. Like I wanted to do something with everything I was feeling. That could be productive. Yeah. Um, and so I started running again. And then I was like, I'm gonna run a marathon.
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: and that's where it went.
0: Yeah, that's so. fantastic. Well, you know, yeah, you've you've been through some trying times, right? So mm-hmm. really serious stuff with the sexual assault. And I appreciate you mm-hmm. sharing that because that's gonna yeah. help and save others. Um mm-hmm. But then on a lighter note, it's still adversity. Mm-hmm. But like when you're in a marathon and you're running mm-hmm. those miles, whether training mm-hmm. or not, you face adversity. Like every yes. mile, yeah. right, is really difficult. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you do to like that? One of the things I talk about with my clients is turning adversity into your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that? Like when you're going through a tough time, your body and your mm-hmm. mind are saying no more, like mm-hmm. what do you look to or what do you think about to push yourself through? to finish mm-hmm. the job that you set out to finish.
1: So I know when I'm running a marathon, like I have certain things that I say in my head, like over and over again, cause it is hard cause you're going out there. And I mean, you're hitting paces. You're hoping to hit paces, right. you know, that normally you wouldn't. And um, a few things that I tell myself, like when I'm running and I'm in a marathon, I repeat my kids initials over and over in my head. Okay. Um, I count back from a hundred. I tell myself over and over like I can do hard things. Um I've been through worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep.
1: Like it's not that bad. Yep. Um just a lot of positive self-talk
2: like gotcha. the whole
1: time I'm running. Yeah. Um if I start to feel like I can't do it or you know if things feel like you know they're starting to derail, I immediately just flip it back around. So I know the Carmel Marathon I ran um I cramped up at mile 24, I believe. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Because I was like, I was going for that BQ and my first marathon I ran, I missed a B I missed the BQ by like 33 seconds, which wasn't even like a BQ. Wasn't even like a part of the plan. Like I just wanted a sub four. So, um, but yeah, Carmel, I started to cramp up and, you know, I was like, you know what? Like instead of like getting down and on myself, I was like the last two miles I ran quicker than what I anticipated. You know, if I have to slow it down just a little bit, you know, get it back together, then I can finish out the last, you know, mile strong. That got me to mile 25. And then the last mile, I kept telling myself the last mile takes care of itself. Yep. So I hit mile 25 and I was like, good to go. (laughs)
0: yeah that's awesome well yeah. congratulations yeah. on that now do you Thanks. have a coach or you, you kind of do this on your own you've learned just no
1: um I have been working with run for prs since 2019 okay um and I've worked with three different coaches there but I've been with Megan Roth for gosh it's 2022 I think I've been with her since 2020 okay I believe.
0: And for so, those that don't I've, know who she is, wh- where is she located?
1: So she's out of Minnesota. Okay. Um, she's actually an Olympic qualifier. Um, she's amazing. Okay. And it's funny because, um, she will program paces for me and I'm like, there's no way that like that's not happening. And right. then like, you know, but she, like, she knows me better than I do myself. And so, right. Um it's been great. It's been a complete having a coach has been a complete game changer.
0: 100%. I have one as well mm-hmm. for Ironman training yeah. and of course I am a coach. So I believe everyone that's striving for Same. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. should
0: should have a coach and so that's yeah. awesome. Now how did you find Megan or did she find you? How did that relationship start? No,
1: I found her um one of the women that I would run with when my former husband was in the military had mm. actually been using run for PRs and I'd seen her like post about it and stuff. And so okay. they had like a free trial, you know? Yep. And so that's how that came about.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, I do believe everyone should have a coach. However, I did notice in one post that you woke up at 3. AM for a run, you finished by five 30 and you got 10 miles in. So mm-hmm. let's go back to mindset for a minute.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, most
0: people can't comprehend no matter what the passion is, why are we waking up at 3 30 to run 10 mm-hmm. miles, put yourself through that and mm-hmm. extend your day from what a normal day is, which is 12 hours, 10 to 12 hours mm-hmm. at most, you're going 15, 16 hours just to get a run in the pitch black. And yeah. when it's dark out, talk to me about like what is the mindset behind that?
1: Uh, for me, you know, I've got four kids and after school, after work, it's busy. And I noticed very early on that I'm setting myself up for failure. If I get up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'll do it after work because I won't. Mm-hmm. I will not. Um, and so and I never wanted like my running to take away from my time with family. Right. Cause it does. It marathon training gets time consuming. And so I um if the weather's nice, you know, sometimes like I will go in the afternoon and I'll take the baby in the stroller. Right. But it's it's what time works the best for me. And I know it does. Um, so yeah, I, people think I'm crazy. Um, but if you come here at night, like you'll see like the headphone lined up, like my headphones, my light, my watch, like my running clothes, like everything's like laid out the night before mm-hmm. because otherwise it just, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. So And so, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And, and for my listeners, you guys know that we call those PM routines. It's a matter of planning for tomorrow today, right? And setting yourself up for success. So that tomorrow morning, you make it easy on yourself to get up Mm -hmm. early and go get done what you need to get get done. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, that leads me another question to your PM routines is, so what time do you go to bed if you're getting up at times that early in the morning, Mm -hmm. you have a regular bedtime? What does that look like?
1: So I try to go down whenever the baby goes down. Um, And she, she normally will go down at like 630 and she will sleep until 6.30, which I'm going to be great. really sad when that stops because yes, that's we're great. lucky. And yes. I know it's not going to last forever, but so I'm usually in bed by eight at the latest. Okay. So I still get a solid night of sleep, but yeah, okay. and it's hard. Like it's, I mean, in the summer, it's not as bad because I'm beating the heat and the humidity here. Um, but in the winter, it's it's brutal. Like it's cold, tough. it's yep. rough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. so talk to the mothers about, You know, you got four kids, you got a young one, you're going to bed Mm -hmm. early, you're waking up early, but you still got your nights where your days and nights, you're taking the kids for ice cream, you're eating unhealthy Mm -hmm. food because you're feeding Mm -hmm. them macaroni and cheese. How do you balance all of that to stay healthy and and, and really follow your fitness goals?
1: So I meal prep. So on Sunday, like I'll go, I'll go do my grocery shopping Saturday or Sunday, depending on which day, you know, has the most time. And I will meal prep. I'm the queen of habit, so I don't mind re-eating leftovers. Um, I know some people are like, that's not for them, but I will all cook up like ground turkey, sweet potatoes, rice, broccoli, like enough to have some variety. I'll throw like some chicken on the grill. Um, And that's what I'll do for like my lunches all week. And then for breakfast, it's usually like a protein shake or like we'll pre-make muffins or like bagels, something that's quick for the kids. I will meal prep like breakfast burritos that they can pop into right. the microwave. Right,
2: right, right. Um,
1: anything, anything that I can do to free up more time during the week. If I know that like I'm gonna get up in the morning and I'm gonna run, and we have like a busy evening coming up, or it's gonna be a busy day with work, mm-hmm. um, like I already know like what crock pot meal or Instapot meal you know will be happening like that night. So it's yeah. all about just planning.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. Meal prep. and keeping
1: it easy. Like I try to cook things that I know everyone will eat. You know, we're not doing anything like crazy over here, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, with all these restrictions. But yeah, I mean, I try to fix stuff that's like healthy, but like I know the kids will eat. So yeah. yeah.
2: That's great. I try to
1: keep takeout to the minimum, but you know, yep, it happens. It happens. <laughs> the meal
0: meal prepping is key. And people that are doing what, what we're doing, which is endurance running and, and environment yeah. and training, it's important. So what um for those people that are listening that are into this kind of stuff, right? What mm-hmm. supplements would you recommend that you take, um, on a day-to-day that help your body recover and give you the most energy you need to perform?
1: Um, so I take, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, it's, a, it's like a vegan protein, which I'm not vegan, but I like the way it tastes. Okay. I'm really weird when it comes to like protein powders, but as soon as I'm done running, like I'll come in, it's the quickest way I can get like some carbs and protein in. Yep. And so I'll do, um, this protein smoothie. And then I really don't take a whole lot of supplements. Like I take like a women's daily multivitamin. Vitamin, yep. Um, yeah. And then I drink, um, I drink electrolytes anyway. I can get them in rooted just sent me, um, some samples to try. I actually really like it. And it's also like a daily vitamin too. So when I drink it, I'm getting electrolytes and my daily vitamin. Um, and then on my runs, I use salt sticks and goo. Yep. Good, and
2: welcome. I recently
1: started, you know, using mod balls, um, I haven't tried using mod balls during a speed, speed run yet. So I tolerate them fine, like on a long run, but you know, sometimes when you throw in some speed, what might work may not work. So yeah, I
0: yeah, agree. Yeah. So if we rewind the clock for one minute and talk about you as a, a young girl growing up, like, mm-hmm who did you look, I know things changed as you got a little bit older and got into running, but who inspired mm-hmm. you? Like, who are the people that you looked up to that really motivated you as as growing up or even today? It's, it should be a two part question.
1: Probably my Meemaw. Okay. Um, she's feisty. She is a go getter. I mean, anything that she says she's going to do, like it's, it's going to get done. Right. Um, she's just, she's an all around amazing person. So I think she's always been my inspiration, even now as an adult, like if there's one person that I can call on, it's her. Right. Um, and she's 83, I believe. Now. I'm assuming a me mom,
0: he's a grandmother.
1: Yes. Okay. And she's still like, she still gets up every morning. They have an indoor pool. She swims laps every day. I mean, like
0: wow. she is
1: not being <laughs> like, you're not slowing her down. So yeah, Wow,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Now. Yeah. Quick question for you here. If, if, You could define yourself in one word. I know I'm putting you in a spot here, but if you could define yourself in one word, what would that word be and why?
1: Hmm. I think resilient. Okay. Yeah.
0: Tell me me why. Uh, We know that Um, we know know the early childhood adversities. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think all of it, I think when, you know, things like that happen and then having kids young, like um, I think, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure almost like it's very hard to it. Having children is hard. Having children as a teenager is even harder. Um, you know, and there's been just a lot of things like with moving and trying to go back to school with kids mm-hmm. in tow. I mean, so yeah, I would say resilient.
2: If
0: I were to tweak that question, say, if you wanted anyone else to describe you in one word, would it be the same word or do you, would there be another word you'd choose?
1: I'd probably say, yeah, resilient. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. 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 No, that's that's a good word. So, um if if you had an opportunity mm-hmm. to sit across the table from three people dead or alive right now, celebrities, non-celebrities, if we don't know the names, explain who they are, but if you had an opportunity to sit next to three people and you can ask them whatever question you could you 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 wanted, what are the three people you choose and why?
1: So, I would say probably my great grandma.
2: Okay.
1: Um, she, she lived with us like, you know, during her last years, um, and we took care of her, but she was a huge influence in my life as well. Um, and she's no longer with us. Okay. So I miss her. Um, and then don't laugh, but Anne Boleyn. <laughs>
0: okay. Who is that? Uh, Sorry. Who is that?
1: So she is King Henry VIII's second wife. Okay. Um, I love history. But she was just, I mean, she was a force to be reckoned with, like, in the 1500s, like, she was a woman who was advocating for, like, gender equality, Um, Uh. women should be allowed in universities and own property, and so, like, it would just be, I don't know, I think she'd be an interesting person to have a conversation with, it didn't work out for her well, because he had her head... But, um, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, that's an Zach. interesting
0: one. Okay, good. Yeah, there's two. So
1: She's interesting. And then, um, probably my friend Katie, I talk to her every day, but we've not been able to get together in like eight years. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, she's one of my closest friends, but if I could sit down across from her, that would be, that would be really cool. Well, if
0: she listens to this, so. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sure. <laughs> um, Before I get into some hot seat questions that I do with all of my guests, I have one last question for you, which is if you could rewind the clock and give one piece of advice to the teenage version of you, like w- mm-hmm. what would you say to that girl? Because what you know now, you didn't know then,
2: Ooh.
0: right? So what would be the um, advice yeah. you give a teenage version of yourself? <sighs>
1: hmm. Gosh, that's a hard one. Probably yes. that it's going to be okay. Um, you That's know, everything day. going on at, during those teenage years, like it's a moment, it's going to go by quick. It's going to be yeah. fine. Um, you know, keep pushing on your life is going to be great. Yep. Um, you know, so, but I yeah, kind of not, yeah. kind of not to lose hope.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The best is always, so, yet to come. That's the way I look at it.
1: Honestly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Are you ready for hot seat questions before we uh, close the podcast here? I think so. All right. So again, my listeners know this. All I want you to do is answer this with your first gut feeling, not a lot of thought into it. (laughs) So we kind of get a sense of who Christina is at her core. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. First question is last meal. If you can choose anything you want, what would it choose?
1: Uh, Steak and baked potato.
0: Wow. That's a very simple girl (laughs) right there. All right. Your oh most favorite smell in the world is what?
1: Um probably it's like this like rose lilac um smell or honeysuckle. Like when I'm out running, <laughs> the smell of honeysuckle. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And okay. it's like it it never lasts long enough. Like you get like a whiff of it and it's like, oh, that's so nice. And then I love it's that. Gone. Okay,
0: I love that. <laughs> all right. What's um all time favorite movie? Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't expect didn't that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, B- Christina's biggest pet peeve in life.
1: When people say they can't. I like that. Yeah. When people say they can't do something.
0: Got it. What's your favorite yeah. app on your phone right now?
1: Um. Hmm, probably Instagram. <laughs>
0: I can understand that. or Pinterest. All right. All right. We're gonna really get to know who Christine is now.
2: Most embarrassing moment ever. Um,
1: oh gosh. Shoot. Um, hold on. Let me think about this. There's so many.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <That's>
1: um. <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> um Okay. Well, this isn't the most embarrassing ever, but it was pretty embarrassing. I was okay. out for a run the other morning and the neighbor was coming home. And as I was like turning the corner, my shoe like caught the cement and I just like bottomed out. It. So, you know, yeah. You it, went I mean, right down? I went right down. And I mean like the whole like arms flailing and everything trying to catch yeah. myself. So
2: yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. four
1: in the morning. He's coming home from night. So if he like puts his head out the truck window and I'm like, I'm good. I'm
0: good. I'm good. I'm up. So, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm up. <laughs> All right. Embarrassing. We'll, we'll take that as an answer. What is the current background on your cell phone? Uh, my family. That's awesome. If you yeah. could buy anything in the world, what would it be?
1: Anything in the world? Um, Maybe some more Nike Vaporflies. I don't know. There's not I really much that one. I want. The new ones just
0: came out. They're really cool. Yeah,
1: I saw those. Yeah maybe a pair of those they're kind of pricey all
0: right we got to get those all right how about this some people don't have this curious if you do you're into motivation do you have an all-time favorite quote
1: um not necessarily no I don't think so okay um not that I can think of like right off the top of my head um well actually there is one um Rachel Hollis I think might have been It might be her quote. I'm not sure whose it is, but and still I rise. That's one that I really like. I like that. So, mm -hmm.
0: okay. And then the last hot seat question is this. What is the one song when you're you could be in a car, you can be at you already know where this is going. What's that one song that when that comes on, man, you got energy just burning through your system and you're ready to get out there and run a marathon? What is it?
1: so embarrassing uh probably well, this loose. could also be your most <laughs>
0: embarrassing moment let's hear it
1: but loose you know that song what is it but loose from the movie oh,
0: oh wow well, it's old school
1: yeah yeah nah. i don't it somehow ended up on like my old school ipod you know like the little ones the little nano things and uh i don't even know how it got on there but yeah anytime it comes on i don't know just like a happy upbeat song you just start so. dancing
0: that's all that's... yeah
1: i'm ready all right
0: <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, before we uh, kind of part ways here, I always like to leave um, our guest uh, with some parting words for our listeners,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so, our listeners are from CEOs and organizations to parents uh, to people that are into alt- ultra endurance stuff and so on and so forth. So, from the heart, if
1: mm-hmm. you were to leave
0: some parting words for our listeners for them to take forward with them, what would you say to them?
1: Um, probably anything if you're wanting to figure out how to do something, anything is figure outable. I don't even know that that's a word, but a, anything is figure figureoutable. I love that. And if you don't know how, you know, reach out to like-minded people or people that are already doing, you know, what it is you're wanting to do. Like when I came into the marathon scene, I had no idea. And so I started reaching out to friends that had already, you know, had done the marathon who had experience. You know, I got a coach, I read books. Um, I look at training plans. I mean, anything you want to do, mm. you can figure it out. If you want to do it that enough.
0: I love that. That's, so I appreciate yeah. That. Yeah. So figure audible yeah. for those of you that are listening, that is a new word that I'm going to start using. Yes. That is fantastic. <laughs> That's what well, I always Christine, tell myself. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, listen, thank you so much for being a part of our <laughs> three pillars of elite results podcast. You're an inspiration. Keep doing what you're doing post daily, because I know people are watching. It helps people get out of the rut that they are in. And of course, now hearing your story, I'm sure you're helping Mm -hmm. a lot of young women and and men that have gone Mm -hmm. through what you've gone through. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thanks for being on, on the podcast. Today is up to you. Take inspired action and don't count the days, make the days count.